This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com Good morning, you cannot keep a good man down. Not even the black lung could stop me from coming back to Crusaderville. This is the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. And you're listening to Parrot Talk. I am Mike Parrot, your humble host. Back from the grave, almost. I think it was the Rona. I think they sent Rona 10.0 to my house. And, of course, only infected me. So glad to be back with you. Sorry that I missed you yesterday. I was thinking about you as I was coughing up a lung. But we are back here on Friday morning. It is the 15th day of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2023. And today is the day, ladies and gentlemen, Today, do you know what today is? It's Friday. And do you know what happens on Fridays? I think you do. On Fridays, we like to take a little journey together. We like to go places. We like to go around the world on Fridays. Because on Fridays, we sort of let our hair down a little bit. And on Fridays... We like to just hear about everything that's going on on planet Earth. So let's go around the world today. Where shall we start? Should we go to the Middle East? Should we go to the Eastern Ukraine? Should we go to the Far East? I don't really know. So many things to get to on this wild Friday. A lot of stuff going on, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of stuff happening. Hunter charged. So let's go straight to Zelensky for a moment. Zelensky is coming to the United States of America. He's going to visit the White House in Capitol Hill next week. I wonder what he's going to say. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is expected to visit Washington next week to meet with President Biden at the White House, hold meetings on Capitol Hill during this trip to the U.S. for the U.N. General Assembly, according to two sources. Congress is currently weighing President Biden's request to approve more than $20 billion in additional aid for Ukraine. This is a shakedown. What we are witnessing is a shakedown. $20 billion, ladies and gentlemen. $20 billion. Now, that's more money than was ever sent to the residents of Maui who lost their houses Lost their homes, lost their possessions, their property, their everything. Not even allowed to go back to their homes for reasons that, of course, make sense to you and me. Zelensky, the actor, the Jewish actor, comedian, 
is going to come to the United States and address Congress, and perhaps he's going to tell them that it's time for nuclear war. We need to preemptively nuke the Russians. That's what he said last time he was here. His trip to New York for the UN General Assembly was already known, but his stops in Washington have not publicly been announced. Trip to Washington was first reported by Punchbowl News. I don't know who that is. White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It's a good thing Zelensky's coming to the United States next week. Maybe he'll be arrested and tried for the war criminal that he is, the international war criminal he is. We can always hope. There's always hope. Emergency alert on NATO territory as Russian drone attacks force attacks Romanians, forces them into underground shelters. Romanian residents have been forced to take shelter because of ongoing Russian drone attacks near the border with Ukraine. Emergency alerts were issued on Wednesday morning, urging people to find cover in their basements or makeshift concrete shelters built by the National Army's engineering units. The warning came as Ukrainian ports across the Danube were targeted in strikes by Vladimir Putin's forces. Eight villages in eastern Romania were sent messages on their phones to warn of the possibility of falling objects from the surrounding airspace. This according to the BBC. Alerts sent shortly after midnight local time said, Keep calm. Take shelter in the basements or in civil protection shelters. In the absence of a shelter, stay inside the house, away from the windows and exterior walls. Romania's defense ministry, which which has found Russian drone debris on Romanian territory for the third time in a week, said the warning was issued after a group of drones were detected heading towards Ukraine ports. I wonder if this is Article 97 of the NATO Treaty and the United States needs to send our boys overseas. Fox News, Brett Baer, remember him? He's the guy who replaced, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, what was the guy with the deep voice and like the chin is like, uh, Brit Hume. This is Brit Hume reporting. This is absolutely unacceptable. All of this is unacceptable right now. <laughs> Um, exclusive interview with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. MBS is showing up to Fox News? Chief political anchor Brett Baer will present an exclusive interview with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince MBS on special report on September 20th at 6 p.m. This is bin Salman's first interview with a major American news network since 2019. I wonder if he'll be asked about, I don't know, all the torturings that took place. I wonder if we'll ask him about 9-11. Hey, Saudi guy, remember how 17 Saudis allegedly hijacked all these airplanes and flew them into buildings? Like, do you have a comment about that, Mr. Saudi guy? Hey, Saudi guy, can we talk about why gas is $3.75 at the pump in the heart of America? In flyover country! Why is that happening? This is this is a this is a press release issued by Fox News and it's on foxnews.com and then the final paragraph says 
Fox News Channel is a 24-hour, all-encompassing news service and has been the number one network in basic cable for the last six years and the most watched television news channel for more than 21 consecutive years, currently attracting nearly 50% of the cable news viewing audience, according to Nielsen Media Research. Notably, Nielsen MRI Fusion has consistently shown Fox News Channel to be the network of choice for more Democrat and independent viewers with the most politically diverse audience in cable news. Owned by Fox Corporation, and FNC is available in nearly 80 million homes and dominates the cable news landscape, routinely notching the top 10 programs in the genre. That's such a nice paragraph. Isn't that so nice? That's so nice. Bear will anchor special report from, from Saudi Arabia on September 19th and 20th and present a behind-the-scenes look at the kingdom, conducting adjacent interviews with Saudi officials, including Minister of Economy and Planning, Faisal Al-Ibrahim, Minister of Sports, Prince Abdulaziz bin Turki, Al-Faisal, Minister of Tourism, Ahmed Al-Kalatib, Minister of Energy, Prince Abdulazizib, Bin Salman and Diriye Gate Development Authority CEO Jerry Inzeralio. These interviews will air on special report prior to the exclusive sit down with the Crown Prince. Well, that's exciting. I guess we're going to find out why gas is so expensive. Pelosi concedes Biden may drop out of 2024 race, then laughs and refuses to say if Kamala, Kamala Harris is the best running mate. Pelosi appears to hedge a bit when asked if she felt Vice President Kamala should be on the ticket in 2024. Harris has been asked if she's capable of replacing him amidst poll numbers overwhelmingly suggesting Biden shouldn't run again. White House National Security Council's John Kirby avoids answering questions about Biden's lies <laughs> over 9-11. Yeah, oh, 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 I know this is referring. Biden lied about being at Ground Zero like the day after 9-11. That never happened. He's a liar. <laughs> oh, man. The 80-year-old president who is who is the oldest ever elected has faced growing questions over his cognitive abilities, with more of the criticism coming from his own party. Pelosi, who's 83, also gave a classic non-answer to Anderson Cooper on his show Wednesday night when asked if Harris was the best running mate for the president. She answered, quote, He thinks so, and that's what matters. She's very politically astute. I don't think people give her enough credit. Her values are consistent with the president's values. Why would she be vice president if she were not? Pushed again by Cooper, Pelosi still dodged the question, but began to smile, giggle, and even raise her eyes conspiratorially as she spoke. The CNN star was off camera at the time, and it's unclear if he did something to amuse her. <laughs> uh, maybe he started juggling. Maybe Anderson Cooper started juggling, and that really wowed Nancy Pelosi. You know, when you're 83, you appreciate things like juggling. Simple things can be fountains of joy. Double blows of inquiry and son's indictment create tough stretch for Biden. Uh, 
In just over 48 hours, President Biden faces a double-barreled onslaught of political and personal attacks as his son's business dealings and personal struggles created new turbulence at a time when his advisors wanted to focus attention on the problems of former President Donald Trump and House Republicans. On Thursday, Biden's son Hunter was indicted, indicted on charges of making false statements and illegally possessing a handgun paving the way for a criminal trial that could unfold as Biden pursues re-election. This just came two days after House Republicans opened a formal impeachment inquiry centered on whether the president benefited from his son's business dealings, although they have produced no direct evidence to that effect. It's been two days! This is MSN, of course. Literally, MSN, while they haven't produced anything yet, uh, the inquiry started two days ago. It started on Wednesday. Today's Friday. They haven't produced anything yet, so there's nothing there. There's nothing to see. We'll see. We will see. Neither the inquiry nor the indictment was unexpected. But the setback developments underscore the challenges Biden faces as he runs for a second term. He faces no serious competition for the Democratic nomination, besides RFK Jr. But some Democrats are growing increasingly concerned about his vulnerabilities, including his age, as polls show a tight race between him and Trump, the frontrunner for the Republican nomination. I just want to tell you right now, if it's Biden versus Trump, I'm, I'm just going to unsubscribe. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to sit that one out, guys. Okay, can we go to Argentina? Can we go to Argentina for a bit? Let's go there. I want to go to South America. We don't talk about South America very often here on Parrot Talk. And every Friday, we like to go around the world. But sometimes we don't make it all the way around. Sometimes on this flat plane that we live on, we make straight lines from North America to Europe, occasionally into Asia. But what about the quote-unquote Southern Hemisphere? What about those people that live out towards the ice wall? So Tucker Carlson does this interview, right? He goes down to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And he's in Argentina. And he meets with, <laughs> like, the Trump of Argentina. And why does the Trump of Argentina have crazy Trump hair? I don't know. I don't know. He has crazy Trump hair. Uh... <laughs> 
His name is Javier Milei. And here is here is uh, Tucker asking him about being pro-life, which, by the way, just being pro-life in a country like Argentina basically means you're a fascist. You oppose abortion. Why? Bueno, porque como because as someone who believes in liberalism, I'll say libertarian, liberal has a different meaning in English. The word liberal means something very different. So let me say as a libertarian, we believe that liberalism entails the unrestricted respect for human life, rooted in a principle of non-aggression. And the defense of life, liberty, and property. And if we cleave these ideas of liberty, one of the most fundamental aspects, philosophically speaking, I am in favor of the right to life. Beyond that, there is a scientific justification to be had. It's the fact that life begins at conception. It's at that very instant that a being begins to evolve with its own unique DNA. While it's true that women have the right to their own bodies, the child is in a woman's womb, not her body. That child is not her body. That makes abortion a murder, enabled and aggravated by a power imbalance against a child that has no way to defend itself. And beyond that, there's a matter of mathematics. Life is a continuum with two quantum leaps, birth and death. Any interruption in the interim is murder. So I would think you're a Catholic. You All right, so there you have Argentina's next president, Javier Milei, making an argument for pro-life. He says, first of all, I'm pro-life because of the fact that I have a principle of non-aggression. In liberalism, you shouldn't kill people. In liberalism, people have the right to life, liberty, and property. In liberalism, now he's talking about, he's using the word liberalism the way I use the word liberalism, in terms of enlightenment philosophy. Argentina's next president, Javier Belei, is fanatically endorsed by Tucker Carlson because Argentina's next president, Javier Milei, is a free market capitalist liberal. He wants to bring Argentina all the way back to the replacement of Christendom, the removal of Spain, the removal of the empire, and hit the reset button from there. As if there's any other destination that Argentina could possibly go when it is unmoored from Catholic monarchy. As if things will be different. What is the definition of insanity, ladies and gentlemen? Doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. These people honestly expect a different outcome. They honestly expect something different to happen. 
If we set the clocks back to when we overthrew monarchy, when we unshackled ourselves from the Catholic religion, when we established for ourselves Lockean government, then maybe things will be a lot better. Maybe we won't get socialism. Now, this guy is good. He does a very good critique of socialism. Uh, I've seen him on Spanish-speaking television where he is quite a bit more vulgar about leftists. Than, he's, he's very controlled here in the Tucker interview. Tucker's about to ask him about Pope Francis being a communist. I want you to hear that portion of it. I think you're going to like that. You said you're just defending really the Catholic life principle the Pope, the current Pope, is from Argentina. I would think he would support you. He has instead criticized you, and you've called him a communist. <laughs> why, why the disconnect? Well, first because the Pope plays politics. He has a strong political influence. And he has shown a great affinity for dictators, such as Castro and Maduro. He is on the side of these bloody dictatorships. Wait, I'm sorry, Raul Castro is a murderer. Yes, Fidel Castro was also a murderer. you believe the Pope has an affinity for Raul Castro? Yes, exactly, that's right. Yes. He has an affinity for murderous communists. In fact, he won't denounce them. He's, he's quite lenient to them. He's also lenient towards the Venezuelan dictatorship. He's lenient towards the entire left, even when they are true criminals. That's a problem. But he also takes social justice as a central element of his vision. That's difficult because what is social justice truly? It's stealing the fruits of one person's labor and giving it to someone else. So it first means two things. First, it's stealing. The problem with that is that one of the Ten Commandments says you can't steal. To support social justice is to support stealing. So one problem is that it violates the Ten Commandments. The other problem is that it creates unequal treatment under the law. And I don't think it's fair for someone, people, to be rewarded while others are punished all through the power of a state. That widens a monopoly on violence. So Tucker continues to, to go in on, okay, well, all right, all right, all right, you didn't really answer the question about, you know, the Pope is a communist, and then he moves off of the Catholic question. This is, again, if you're just tuning in, this is Javier Milei, the next president of Argentina, being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. And we're, uh, we're translating it for you here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. You're listening to Paratalk, your daily Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. addiction. I broadcast from the heart of America. And yet, on Fridays, we go around the world. And we bring you stories of interest from 
all corners of the flat plain that we live on. We go out towards the edge of the ice wall, for example, taking you all the way out to Argentina, where Tucker starts to ask him about, actually, if I could get to that question, I think you would like it. Tucker, for all of his faults, and he has many, they are legion, his faults. Uh, He is an Enlightenment liberal. He believes that if we can just do Enlightenment liberal stuff, uh, that, 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 that would be better. Okay? That's what he believes. He at least does have sort of a an affinity for beauty. Uh, Tucker does aesthetics, I guess, fairly well. And he does at some point ask uh, the future president of Argentina, Javier Malay, why are the buildings in Buenos Aires the way they are? Like, why is it that you walk around and you see... He, Tucker doesn't know the word Baroque, apparently. Uh... Why do you see ornate, renaissance, baroque, beautiful architecture side by side with basically communist concrete buildings? Why does that happen in Argentina? And I was hoping, you know, you almost get the sense that this guy, Javier Malay, the future president, Javier, uh, you almost get the sense that he's part philosopher, uh, the way he answers these questions. But I didn't get I didn't get a very deep answer from him. I got a practical answer from him. And he basically says, well, socialism causes poverty. And when you're poor, you build with crappy materials, cheap materials like concrete. So <laughs> that that was that's the answer to his question. Uh, well, because we're poor. Um, I'll pull up the question here for you. Y dárselo a otra. And giving Entonces, it to someone else. Dos cosas. So Una he's talking robo. about social justice. First, y social justice means stealing from people. And that con- contradicts the Ten Commandments. So to support social justice, one problem is, is that it violates the Ten Commandments. And this is... Okay. So Tucker gets in. El otro problema es que es un trato de unequal treatment under the law. Those are the two problems. And I don't think that's fair. Que algunos sean premiados y otros sean castigados desde un desde una posición de poder como la que tiene el Estado que tiene el monopolio de la violencia. Monopoly on violence. So when you look around, it's fascinating to look around the city. Buenos Aires, and the architecture is a mixture of sublimely beautiful buildings and stupendously ugly buildings. And it feels like looking at an archaeological tell where the architecture corresponds to certain political eras. And I wonder if you believe that socialism, leftism, produces ugliness. This is a great question. Why does leftism produce ugliness? This is a great opportunity for Javier Malay to lay into it. Here's what he says. This is an initial way to characterize Argentina in terms of the city of Buenos Aires. When you look at its architecture, the architecture of liberalist Argentina, it is a style that is so 
tanta so fascinating and dazzling. It's the architecture of a glorious time, times of liberalism in Argentina. Now, he's wrong here. He's absolutely wrong. He's, he's referring to actually glorious times that were not liberal Argentina. He says that all the beautiful Baroque stuff that happened in Argentina is from liberal Argentina. That's not true. Christendom built Argentina. The Cologne Theater is the best example of this. The Cologne Theater. Let's look up the Cologne Theater. Teatro Cologne, Buenos Aires, one of the most important opera houses in the world. Construction started 1889. It is one of the best lyrical theaters in the world. A reflection of a thriving liberalist Argentina. Admired around the world. And then came the buildings that were more square and squat. The buildings of the Ministry of Public Works, Ministry of Social Justice, on 9th Julio, truly ugly building, with directly Soviet characteristics. There used to be a statue there was a statue there that looked like this, and he's putting his hand behind him. A man with his hand cupped backwards. Basically as if he's accepting a bribe. A bribe. One of the things that the builder included in protest for the number of bribes they demanded of him as he was erecting the building. That's the architecture. Squat and ugly. And the only winners involved are those who have business with the politicians. Puerto Madero is an example. You describe the buildings, the leftist buildings, as square and plain and ugly. Why does the left love concrete so much? Your old buildings are built out of stone and plaster, but the, the, the newer socialist buildings are all concrete. What is that? Because it has to do with leftist values. There are underlying values within leftist ideas. Envy, hatred, resentment, unequal treatment under the law, and violence. All that this socialist altruism ends up doing is contaminate the system with incentives that generate poverty. So, of course, if you are poor, what you do is limited by your poverty. This is one reason everywhere and always socialism is a violent, murderous, and impoverishing phenomenon. Those are the characteristics of socialism. Socialism has become uh, ascendant, really, in the United States, as you may have noticed, with the attendant 
symptoms you described, massive public debt levels, increasing poverty, disorder, crime, filth, and ugliness. Argentina is at the end stage of that. Argentina is now a poor country because of those policies. What advice would you give to Americans having lived it? Never embrace the ideals of socialism. Softball question. Now, when we come back, I'm going to unpack that exact question from Tucker Carlson. I'm going to give you about, I don't know, the most important five or ten minutes in all of radio. As to why Tucker's question reveals that he doesn't fundamentally understand the issue. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. We'll be right back. Hey, I just met you, heard you're a groomer, so here's your millstone, good luck loser, it's hard to look right when you're a pervert, so take your millstone, no kids will get hurt, gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean, down in the ocean, alongside that titan sub, gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean, throw them in the ocean. With that Titanic sub. Welcome back to the show. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, broadcasting from the heart of America. And you are with us on this Friday afternoon where we have gone around the world. We've been listening to Tucker Carlson in our first segment, and he's interviewing Javier Milei. The future president of Argentina, Tucker's in Buenos Aires. And Javier Milei looks a lot like Donald Trump. He's just the Argentinian version of him and probably knows how to barbecue meat a little bit better than Trump does. Trump is a Big Mac guy. We're going around the world. And you know what? The entire planet... The entire planet labors under Soviet-style government. The entire planet labors under Soviet-style government. Tucker Carlson asks a question of Javier Malay, which proves that he has no idea what is going on. I played you the question... And the answer in the last segment. I'm going to play it again for you. Here's Tucker Carlson revealing his own ignorance. Socialism has become uh, ascendant, really, in the United States, as you may have noticed, with the attendant symptoms you described. Massive public debt levels, increasing poverty, disorder, crime, filth, and ugliness. Argentina is at the end stage of that. Argentina is now a poor country because of those policies. What advice would you give to Americans having lived it? Okay. The premise of Tucker's question is that Argentina is further down the line of devolution from the pristine values, virtues of Enlightenment liberal uh, philosophy. They have devolved from Enlightenment liberal philosophy, something that animates Tucker Carlson's political beliefs. 
and they have devolved into Marxism. Tucker then says, we are doing the same thing in these United States. We in these United States are headed in that same direction. We're just a little bit behind you. What advice would you give to us? Embedded in the question is the answer. Embedded inside the question is the truth of the matter. Tucker asks him, he says, well, you guys are more socialist than we are. So what advice would you give to us? Maybe, just maybe, one of these days, Tucker Carlson is going to wake up to the fact that socialism is not a defect of Enlightenment liberal philosophy. Socialism is the consequence. It is the natural evolution of Enlightenment political philosophy. Karl Marx knew it. He said it. That's the, co- that's the theory of the Communist Manifesto. The theory of the manifesto is that first you get democracy uh, based on liberal ideology, and then the fulfillment of democracy is socialism, and then the final solution to that is communism. Because the people will naturally lurch in that direction. Here you, you hear Tucker say, well, we've got ugly buildings, and we have crime and filth and illiteracy, and we have all the trappings of socialism. And we're headed that way. What should we do? Javier, can you save us from Argentina? Do you have any lessons for us? Yes, let's all just set the clock back to right after the end of Christendom. Let's shake off the shackles of crown and altar. And when we are liberated from crown and altar, that's when we'll start the clock again. As if this thing could evolve into any other thing. You heard Javier say, Javier Malay, future president of Argentina, you heard him say that from the beginning of conception, that that creature is evolving. It is a life. It is a human life with human DNA. There's only one thing it can be. But now you have Tucker pretending that, well, it might actually be an elephant. It might be an alligator. We don't know if it's going to be human. If we could just start again at liberal philosophy time zero, if John Locke could be reincarnated, and maybe a little bit of Rousseau too, let's just mix them all together, but definitely John Stuart Mill. If we could get those guys back into a room with Thomas Jefferson and redo this thing, we'll be in a better place 250 years on. We won't be where we are now. We just need to go back to the glorious time of when licentiousness and blasphemy were were back on the menu. This is the problem, the fundamental problem with Tucker Carlson. He, He, in his own question... He doesn't realize that the answer is sitting sitting there inside the premise of his own question. And of course, Javier Malay, his answer is a, is a non-answer. I mean, here, here he is. Never embrace the ideals of socialism. Oh, okay, I didn't realize it was that easy. Hey guys, let's just not be socialist. Let's accept the fact that liberal philosophy is true. Let's accept the fact that the basic unit of the family is or the basic unit of society is not the family, it's the individual. 
Let's accept the fact that individuals have the freedom to do whatever they want, even, even harm God, so long as they don't harm you. Let's accept the ideas of liberalism and libertarianism, its, it's new uh, variant. Let's accept the fact that government uh, receives its, its foundation by the people, for the people, of the people, with the people. And so the people can vote themselves goodies. And they will. Over time, they will. Let's just accept all these things. But never embrace socialism. Never embrace socialism. The wise words of Javier Malay, the savior of Argentina. You know, Argentina was always one of the bastard countries in Latin America. And if you're an Argentinian listening to this, I am so sorry. Argentina was always a hotbed of ultra-left, anti-monarchical, nationalist, liberal philosophy. There's a reason why Argentina is more progressed down that path than the rest of Latin America. It's because they got a head start. They got a head start at a time when Peru and Mexico were trying to bring back Habsburg princes, trying to reconnect themselves to the Western Empire. At a time when Monroe had to say, no, don't allow any Habsburgs over into Latin America. No, we have to keep those pesky brown people down. We have to keep them disconnected from Spain. We have to make sure that Europe doesn't intervene in Latin America because we want to exploit those people. At that time, Argentina was re- leading the charge. Argentina was like, yes, we love Juarez. We love liberalism. We, we hate the old empire. We hate the Habsburgs. And now today, 2023, we wonder why Argentina has had a head start down this path of devolution devolving into the socialist nightmare that it has become. So, okay, Argentina is 10 or 20 years more advanced towards liberalism than, say, Peru, than, say, Mexico. Got it. All right. Doesn't that prove to you that this is a natural process? Doesn't that prove to you that the inevitable result of liberalism, the inevitable result of Enlightenment philosophy is socialism? It is Soviet-style communism. That is the fulfillment of Western philosophy, Western political philosophy, from the Enlightenment period on. Period. End of story. The only reason the Ruskies beat us to it, the only reason they got a head start, is because of the Jewish Bolsheviks who violently... Like a catalyst, right? In chemistry, you know how you would, you would, you, you know, in chemistry, you can accelerate a chemical process by adding catalysts, which speed up the process. Those are called Jewish Bolsheviks. So when you get Lenin, you can make a quantum leap forward in the digression, the devolution of your society. That's what happened in Mother Russia. That's what happened in Argentina. We've just been slow and steady wins the race. America, we're so free, and we're, we're like the frogs boiling in the pot, slowly to death. Never realized it until we're all freaking dead. That's our version of socialism. And Tucker's like, how do we wake up from this? How do we... And Javier Malay is like, well, just don't embrace the values of socialism. Okay, to reject the values of socialism means to reject the values of enlightenment philosophy. And until these two men can figure that out, they're worthless. They're worthless to us. And yet, this interview is going to go get 
hundreds of millions of views, and people are going to say, oh, yay, Latin America is waking up. There's this base guy down there in Argentina, and they're cleaning themselves up. Guys, I don't have any time for it. But I hope you have enjoyed the program. This is your favorite Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time program. This is the top show on the Crusade Channel at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is Paratalk. This is the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio the way it should be. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com. 